does this have Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Valley Sports South with the call. Ronald Acuna and the Braves just continued to win baseball games. They're 7-3 in their last 10, 12-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies right now. This is a team that's got uh, their sights on something much bigger than just winning a division Obviously, they're thinking World Series and coasting through uh, the rest of this way. Uh, by the way, the if you took the over in the Marlins-Astros game right now, good for you because it's 6-5 in the bottom of the fifth. Fifth. I actually got to check mine really quickly. I'm looking pretty good. I'm scheduled to go uh, two and zero tonight. We got the Reds now up five to two on the Guardians. Bottom of the fifth. I need three more runs in that game, and then we got the uh, under nine in Boston, Washington. Mackenzie Gore throwing a gem tonight. Two nothing lead for the Nationals over the Red Sox at home, right down the street. We bring in our Odyssey MLB insider, John Heyman. Now, let, let's start with those Braves, John. Uh, Twelve-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies in the division. We, we've seen this before in baseball, obviously, where a really good team has essentially nothing to worry about when it comes to the playoffs for the division as the last couple of months of the season wrap up. How much, if at all, do you put stock into that maybe not being sharp type of scenario for a team like the Braves that has a massive division lead once you get to that point? Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I mean, they, they've been the best team easily. Uh, they've done this mostly without Freed, without Wright. And, uh, I mean, the offense is the best I've ever seen. I've been around a long time. Uh, the Indians, as they were called in the mid-'90s, were awfully good offensively, especially when they had Manny Ramirez batting seventh or sometimes even eighth. But uh, this team is just relentless offensively. Now with Freed back, that rotation is outstanding. I uh, don't see many flaws, and uh, with that overwhelming offense, uh, I think they're a fairly heavy favorite, even with the Dodgers playing like they are playing. Uh, those are clearly the two best teams, but uh, but the Braves ahead at this point. John, the Yankees, I think a lot of people over the last couple of years, and just like every year, have felt like this was a contender. And now they're a game away from being under five hundred this late in the season for the first time since uh, September 1995. So obviously this this season was a disaster, the deadline disaster. What changes do you foresee happening going forward? Yeah, I would agree. The season is a disaster. Uh, it is interesting to think back of 1995 when they were under 500 uh, late in the season. They did make the playoffs in uh, 95. Uh, that will not happen this year, even with the extra playoff teams they are really terrible right now. I think they're actually worse than the Mets and may finish with a worse record than the Mets. Uh, look, the Yankees have been a very um, static team, shall we say. Uh, you know, uh, with the owner, uh, Hal Steinbrenner, he's running basically the opposite of his dad, the boss, George Steinbrenner, who I think had something like 20 pitching coaches in 18 years, something like that. Uh, the Yankees finally did let go a coach uh, which in season, which they had never done in the Brian Cashman era, which is now in his 26th season. So, uh, I mean, they obviously see things that are wrong right now. And, uh, look, Cashman has three more years to go on his contract. I don't foresee any change there. He, he did win the World Series four times as a general manager. This likely will be his first losing season, uh, assuming they continue uh, the trend that's going now. 
at this moment now, I, I for the first time this year, I'm starting to wonder about Boone, though. Uh, you know, Cashman has been in his corner 100%. I assume Cashman is still in his corner, but, uh, you know, at this point, I, I would say that is a question uh, to answer. Is is Aaron Boone going to be back? Um, Cashman, not really a question. He, he certainly will be back. Oh, John, I can't ask you. Um, uh, oh, sorry, T. Oh, I was just going to quick follow up. In in your opinion, John, do you think that this is something that is Boone's to blame? Or are some of the moves that were and were not made with this roster something that we should blame on Cashman? Yeah, I mean, I think Cashman is clearly in a slump. He's had a great career. I think he's a Hall of Famer. If you look at the most recent big moves over the last two, three years, uh, they generally have not worked to the trade with Minnesota, although IKF is a fine utility player. Uh, that trade is a disaster. The Gallo trade, that was a disaster. Um, the Montas trade, that was a disaster. Uh, the extensions for uh, Severino and Hicks, they're at least mistakes at the very least. So, I mean, he clearly is in a slump. I do think the general manager is more responsible for the outcome of the season than the manager in almost every single case. So, you know, I would say that the Cashman is more to blame uh, than Boone. I'm just speaking realistically. Uh, you know, Cashman's got a long track record. He's got a longer contract. And uh, I, I, I don't foresee any change there. Uh, the manager is uh, a more tenuous position generally, and uh, Boone does not have world championships on his uh, on his record. So that's why I think there is some question there. You know, I wouldn't say it's an overwhelming question at the moment, but some question about Boone, whereas Cashman is safe, although he's really the bigger culprit for the season. Uh, John, can have you on and not ask about Shohei Otani because the Angels are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're now three games below 500, 13 and a half back in the AL West. So... Um, other than the Dodgers, maybe the Giants is a surprise team, and I guess we'll throw out the Yankees. Can you see Otani ended up anywhere else, preferably the Chicago Cubs? <laughs> sure, and of course, we're just reading tea leaves here. Right. He's not been confiding in me. I'm just going by the fact that six years ago when he had seven finalists, five were on the West Coast, plus your Cubs and the Rangers, nobody on the East Coast, and he got word to the Yankees. He couldn't see himself in a big city. I mean, I don't know that he's in a small place now and certainly Los Angeles is not a small place um, but I think you know maybe he was just letting the Yankees down by saying that and maybe just wanted to be on the west coast um, you know I do believe he wants to win as everybody does but I, I you know he's not confiding me so I don't know you know to me I would I I suggested the Dodgers were a favorite probably a year ago I still think that makes sense to me that they're a favorite, even though that is a big city. Uh, based on his finalist last time, I wouldn't call the Giants a surprise team. I think the Giants would be in there. I think the Padres will always be in there. Uh, and I think he was impressed by the Padres last time as the GM, uh, A.J. Preller, memorized a 15-minute Japanese speech to try to convince him. But at that point, he wasn't going to the National League where there was no DH. He needed to be in the American League. So... I think it opens up for those National League teams on the West Coast. And, again, reading tea leaves, don't know, but I'm going to include the Mariners in there. Yeah. Uh, got a good young team also on the West Coast. He did reveal at the All-Star game that he spent two winters in Seattle. I do think that's because he had a trainer living in Seattle, not because he's a lover of Seattle, but maybe he is a lover of Seattle. But 
Uh, I'm not going to be shocked if it's any team on the West Coast um, other than Oakland. Oakland would surprise me. <laughs> yeah, Oakland would surprise me too. Most likely it ends up being the Dodgers, especially when you look at the contract or the potential of what that's going to look like. Uh, since we're a betting show, if I was going to set the upcoming deal at $600 million, would you take the over or the under? What do you think that deal looks like for Otani? Well, that's the figure that I threw out a few months ago, and uh, people kind of made fun of that, thought that was way too high. Um, I don't. I, know, I'd give him 800. I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> if I had to do one or the other, I'd still probably take the under, but I can't say he's not worth it. I mean, uh, just look at the fact that, you know, a great pitcher like Garrett Cole got 324. You know, great hitters often get 300, certainly Trey Turner, but other hitters have gotten 300, so that's add them up, and that's 600 right there, and it gives you marketing as well. Um, so I don't think 600 is unrealistic at all. Um, you know, if he if he's willing to go to the Mets, I bet he gets the 600. That'd be my guess. And again, that's bet in a figurative way. I'm not bet actually betting, but uh, uh, I, I bet he he would be able to get 600 somewhere. I think ultimately, he if I had a guess, I, I'm going to say he gets about that, and I'm going to say that was. I'm going to say he gets 575 today. That's my guess. Wow. It's just it's just crazy to think when we thought that a Mike Trout's deal was astronomical. I mean, look at the numbers and where this is going now. Talking to John Heyman, BetMGM tonight. All right, so we know Otani's current team, the Angels, they're going to be out of the playoff picture. I don't think anybody needs to sit here and pretend that they've got a shot and try to work out the 0.6% chance that they have or whatever to make the playoffs. But when you look in the American League, I mean, we're talking about the Orioles at the top there and Tampa are two teams that are young, but have really just burst onto the scene this year you could really argue Tampa la- or uh, you know the Orioles last year but there's always the Astros lingering I mean lingering we, we we know that that's a team that you should count on they just won a world series when I watch the Baltimore Orioles I see a young loose team John that just really doesn't seem to be bothered by any sort of pressure because there is nothing there is that a team that even though they're young maybe can ride some of that we've got nothing to lose attitude and actually make some noise come postseason too yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with being young. It seems to have helped this year. The older teams are struggling. The younger teams are doing better. I don't know if that's the pitch clock or whatever. The Orioles are fantastic. They'll be even better in the future. Um, you know, they they certainly have a shot. I mean, if I were to hit, sit here today, though, I'm in Houston now with Verlander uh, plus Texas. Those would be my two picks. Of course, if you saw my preseason picks, You'd want to run away from any of my picks. Uh, they <laughs> were too. brutal. Uh, they were awful. I mean, I'm sure most people were not good, but I was particularly awful. Uh, but Texas has been, to me, very, very impressive. And Houston now with Verlander, they've done it before. To me, those are the two favorites. Of course, I'm always the doubter on Tampa. I'm consistently wrong. They have had a very rough week, though. So, I mean, you know, good for them that they've performed to this uh record so far, but uh, I'm going to be surprised if it's Tampa uh, representing the American League. Not too surprised, because they are very good, but I, I, I would go with Texas or, or Houston as the top two choices, Baltimore third. You mentioned Verlander and Scherzer. Uh, I saw that recent report that came out that some people in the clubhouse of the Mets were calling Verlander a diva because he was questioning the analytics department and it was rubbing Max Scherzer the wrong way and and some rumors about the relationship when they played in Detroit. Like, what, what, did he, what do you know about that and how impactful do you think Scherzer can be now that he's on the Rangers? 
Well, I know that when they were in Detroit, they didn't get along, and they haven't pretended otherwise. And as Verlander said, they were young guys trying to make their way. But I think, you know, they were together for a while and didn't get along. And it was probably hard to overcome that. They did not seem close in the Mets clubhouse. They are different types. You know, I could see somebody, certainly with somebody was quoted saying that Verlander's a diva. I, you know, to me, he's like uh, another superstar player. We've had a lot of superstar players. Scherzer is an unusual superstar player who acts like a regular guy and is always palling around or and giving advice to the young guys. And and uh, but I, to me, mo- many of the superstar players uh, are, are like Verlander, and I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, he's on a different level. He's already a Hall of Fame player and one of the greatest pitchers of all time. And he wasn't impolite to anybody. And I suspect that his criticisms were probably constructive or trying to be constructive so uh, I, I don't see it as, as a negative uh, I didn't expect them to be any different you know we've had a lot of superstars come through New York and you know it, it's a different it's a different life you know if you're that good you're, it's different Scherzer has actually been better in Texas uh, the Mets he was more up and down Verlander was the better pitcher of the two uh, when he was healthy uh, but uh, you know they're both on their way to the Hall of Fame. They've had very comparable careers. They're just different people, and it's not surprising that they weren't fast friends uh, when they were in New York. I don't think it was, uh, you know, a volatile situation. It was more, let's say, a Cold War or something like that. They weren't just weren't close. So, uh, you know, I mean, is, is the clubhouse the reason they were so bad and underachieved this year as a team? Or, you know, did it get bad because they underachieved? I, I'm not sure. It is shocking how poor the team performed with a $360 million payroll. I mean, nobody could have, my, again, my predictions were bad. Nobody could have predicted this for the Mets. And certainly, I'm sure everybody was in a bad mood to some degree. Uh, John, we only got about 60 seconds. If there was a team to win the National League pennant that wasn't the Braves or the Dodgers, who would you make the case for? Who could you see going on a run? Oh boy! I know uh, I, the Phillies. I'm gonna I go with the Phillies. I mean, uh, they made a run last year. Uh, obviously, they're missing Hoskins this year, but I like what they did uh, at the deadline, adding Lorenzen. Uh, they still have a great top of the rotation with Wheeler, Noler, and Suarez. They've got great position players. I like their manager. Uh, you know, they did it last year, and uh, I think they're improved with what they did at the deadline. Uh, I did pick them to win that division. Uh, obviously, they're not going to do that this year, but uh, they're a very, very, very talented team. Uh, certainly, the Braves are the big favorite. Dodgers not that far behind. But if I had to pick another team, uh, I'd pick the Phillies. Same. Certainly a lot of parity in baseball right now, which certainly is going to make for an exciting postseason, although right now the wild card races are giving us more than enough there, too. Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. Really great to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on with us. All right, great talking to you guys. See you later. Thanks, the Philly, The Phillies routine went on a run last year. Scott's Phillies over there. Bryce Harper just homered. But, like, I think there was there was some, um, I'd say there was some popularity about a month ago, I'd say, for people and the Phillies starting to go on a little bit of a run. They've got talent. You look at these teams that are underachieving with talent, that's another one right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I agree with everything John said. I agree Otani's going to be a Dodger. I Yep, everything. <laughs> God, $600 million. Oh, Can you imagine? Would you rather next? It's BetMGM tonight.